welcome to my first podcast. Today, I'm Skype interviewing with self-taught professional photographer, Michelle Engberg. She has lots of great tips for you budding photographers out there. And she tells us a little bit about her life growing up in foster care in New York City. She's got a really cool story. I'm your host, Laura Mioli, TV, film, and video director, photographer, editor, self-proclaimed media extraordinaire. Let's get this started. You're listening to Louder Vision. Our guest today is professional photographer Michelle Engberg. She shot for big brands like H&M, Neiman Marcus, Victoria's Secret, Chevrolet, and many more. You can take a look at Michelle's photography, modeling, and artwork at michelleengberg.com. Say hi. Hi. (laughs) So, Michelle, you're in Arizona. Yes, I'm in Arizona now. So, Um, we met in New York. We did. We grew up in New York, and um, we were great friends um, throughout high school. So, you're a big photographer now, and this is why I'm having you on the show. (laughs) So tell me when you started photography and uh, what it's been like for you. Well, um, I actually self-taught myself photography, and I think I started um, in 2010 just, like, learning how to use my camera and everything, and and everything was pretty much self-taught. And then I started um, getting good enough where I was able to get clients um, and get jobs and everything through other companies. Mm Mm-hmm. And that built my skill um, a lot more where I was able to start um, shooting advertisement and commercial work for bigger brands. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I do that. And then um, I also started uh, doing fine art pieces, which were um, a lot of things where I want to start getting into galleries and stuff like that. And then I started my fine art stuff probably in 2011. Tell me about that. That I love a lot because uh, it gives you the creative freedom uh, to really uh, get whatever you know you're going through at the moment um, down, and um, it's just a lot more creativity when you're doing something for advertisement wise. It's um, usually for you know has to be very um, commercial looking, and yeah. um, you know you work with tons of clients, which is great because you could still use your own input on on what you want for certain editorials and stuff like that, which is the creative side of it. But with the fine art, it's it's your own thing, you know, coming mm-hmm. up with your own vision, um, and then being able to execute the vision and create create a, a great image uh, with that. Uh, and not having anyone to answer to. Yeah, not, not <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, yourself, actually, um, the audience. So it's, it's a little scary because when you put something out there, um, you're kind of like burying uh, your soul, you know, with mm. fine art. Um, and, you know, you're putting your stuff out there for other people to uh, critique. And it's a little hard. Um, but my motto is, is um, I, don't, I don't like really describing too much of the personal stuff uh, that I was going through with the fine art stuff, but I want to give it more so other people can relate and they can make up their own stories from it. Yeah, so they can see whatever they want to see in it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And and everybody um, sometimes interprets things just depending on how their life is. So I wanted to kind of share that mm-hmm. with everybody and, and uh, you know, make them feel like they're not alone. What are some of the, the type of uh, photos you do for your fine art? Some topics. Recently, I'm I'm doing a series right now. Um, it's called the the life and death of Jane Doe. It's gonna be pretty cool. It's about an individual. Um, that's why I'm uh, leaving her anonymous. But uh, the bad life that she had before, mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> you know her going through this whole thing and not being able to see a, you know the light in the tunnel, and then eventually um, her getting out of it, and then um, you know 
her being able to, to see her past and, and how that goes. And, and I'm just representing it in, in, in lots of weird, uh, different ways. So I'm doing a series on that. Um, and then I just did recently did a series um, called Into the Red. And um, I it was not only a series that was in Dark Beauty magazine and got submitted, but I also did a tutorial on it to also help mm -hmm. show people like how to do certain uh, Photoshop techniques and stuff like that in oh, Photoshop. Cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that was about um, being in love and different dynamics of being in love. Like, um, you know, some parts of it were um, when you're in love with the, the right person, they're they're pushing you up and they're they're helping you succeed in life. And you know, you're having um, a great love um, and a great life for that, and, and they really help you. And then the other part is, is sometimes you could be in love with somebody and they could be dragging you down or like mm -hmm. you know, um, preventing you from achieving the things that you want to achieve in your life. And um, so. Yeah, so that was the fine art piece, and that was what it was related to. And we know about that, Michelle. <laughs> yes, we do. We sure have come a long serious. way. <laughs> um, so why don't you tell me about this blog that you started? Why don't you tell me about the blog, and then tell me some about your your background? Okay. Um, well, the blog uh, was actually a partnership between me and a good friend of mine, Alana uh, Helipitigay. And she is a woman's activist and um, also an amazing poet and, and writer. Cool. Um, and she was like, you know, I would really love to write a, wo a woman's article on you and your life um, growing up and, uh, you know, how you became an artist. Um, cool. So I helped her design her website. Um, we actually uh, first started our friendship through me taking a, a series of photos for her, like fine art pieces, so it could represent uh, some of her uh, poetry. Mm -hmm. And then it developed into like that great friendship where she was able to do that. So um, the biography um, on me is is pretty much about me growing up in the streets of New York and, you know, being in foster care and um, getting the um, free creative reign. So I'm, I was able to like be in a multicultural uh, place. Uh, you obviously live, still live there. So you yeah. kind of see where I'm coming from, where you see artists all the time, just even in the subways and they're, mm -hmm. they're amazing. Um, compared to the, you know, the artists that are now, um, you know, in the public light, which are great, um, but they're different because those people, you know, get famous and make money, and there are so many people that just eat yeah. art and famous, and they love it. Um, and that what that's what drew me to art, because I wanted to, um, I, I really wanted to create art and the art aspect of it, and not just do it because I wanted to get, you know, famous in any way, or, you know, actually, I'm like anti that. Oh, okay. Um, so because I remember when we were back in high school, because we've known each other for, I would say, like 10 years now. But yeah. when we, back when we were in high school, or when I was in high school, we, you used to be into music, and we were yeah. in a band together. So how did you go from music to, I mean, obviously, you've always had a creative side of you, um, but how did you go from music to photography? Well, I kind of sucked at singing. No, <laughs> <laughs> We all did. We all did. We're all scream singers. Um, we all thought we were no, singers. <laughs> exactly. But um, I always, I was always very creative, and I needed to find outlets um, so I could put my creativity in. But it's not until I found visual outlets that I was really able to express myself um, like fully. Like I was able to learn things a lot easier. You know, me when I was younger struggling to find my, my path as an artist, um, and that's what it was. It was me jumping into different things and trying to learn um, what I would, what I would uh, what's my passion, like what mm -hmm. I really love in the art field, whether it be drawing or music or anything. So um, those were all just like outlets for me to um, 
eventually become a photographer and, and finally find my path after like a million years. Even for myself, I mean, I, um, I started, obviously we were in bands together and it started as, as my love for music back in high school, but then um, I always had this love for photography and I find like when I'm behind a camera, there's just something, like there's just magic. I just feel like nothing else is going on. There's no stress. There's no problems in the world. Like it's all just me focusing on that. And it's very like meditative almost. Um, yeah. Yeah. Totally. And very therapeutic. And so like then going into film, it really is kind of finding what is my, the thing that I really love to do. And so I'm, I'm glad that you've also found that thing that you love to do. Um, oh, yeah. But was yeah. it hard? Yeah, you both found that visual thing. And it's very true. It's very, mm -hmm. um, it's like a therapy session, you know, instead of paying like, you know, $300. For <laughs> months, <laughs> yeah. You, you can get it, you're able to get it out in your art. And I was very unhappy just doing anything else with my life. Like I was, you know, did tons of jobs, managed a moving company and a receptionist mm -hmm. and all this stuff. And, and it was just for some reason I was always still unhappy and I just couldn't find that outlet. And I realized that, you know, when you're, when you're meant to be an artist, you gotta, that's what you gotta do, you know, and it's a yeah. lot of sacrifice and a lot of hard times because it's so competitive, the, the uh, world out there, but, um, you gotta be happy doing what you love to do in, in your life. Well, tell me about the, um, the, the struggle of being an artist. I mean, how do you support yourself? Like, how does this work? Um, I'm just like I'm constantly figuring out ways to create things. I'm constantly figuring out ways to um, find money and doing art. So I do mm -hmm. lots of t uh, different things. Like I'm, I'm starting to do tutorials and workshops. Um, put my stuff in some editorials. Some editorials are paid. Some editorials are not. Um, a lot of them. Uh, through my beginning years, I, I used to start working for companies and, and doing stuff for them. That's when I worked through um, Artists in Color, and I was doing a lot of that. Um, you know, advertising. Uh, photography and stuff uh, for the bigger companies mm -hmm. um, and that paid my bills for a while um, right now I'm opening up a new studio um, in Glendale and Phoenix over here wow awesome and, yeah so another way um, you know just to be able to make money and put out you know money into advertising and stuff like that and, and trying to get uh, bigger companies to want to use me as a freelance photographer mm -hmm. um, and then you know I'm, I'm gonna start doing a lot more workshops and um, you know, renting my studio out and stuff like that and, mm -hmm. um, you know, getting all that uh, prepared for it. And then I do, you know, side jobs for my friends and, and headshots. And so I'm, I'm all over the place trying mm -hmm. to, you know, find ways to make money for my family. Well, it's that hustler spirit that you got from New York. That's what it is. <laughs> exactly. exactly. <laughs> New York gave us me a lot. So I'm just, yeah. you know, thankful for that. <laughs> That's so true. You just started doing photography in 2011. Yeah. And yeah, you were... professionally, I was I was kind of learning it, you know, from 2009 to 2011, like mm -hmm. learning it. But you know, when you really love somebody something and you uh, spend a lot of time doing it, you you start end up learning, you know, quite quickly. And nowadays mm -hmm. that we have the internet and YouTube is like amazing with the, their tutorials and stuff. So I just kept on practicing and learned it real quick. But did you learn it all through YouTube or through online websites, or did you ever take a class on it? Um, I took one class because I got my uh, degree for digital film and video production in the Art Institute of Phoenix. Cool. Um, and that's what made me fall in love with photography, actually, because I had a teacher called Brian Colkett. He's mm -hmm. probably going to shout me out after this. but um, <laughs> Hi, Brian. <laughs> I know, hello, Brian. Thank you very much. <laughs> You're the reason why I'm a photographer today. Aww. Um, 
but yeah, I, I loved his class and I loved the way he taught it and, and the way it gave me creative uh, freedom to start doing what, you know, I eventually became a career for me. And um, I was actually going for video, but and, and I was like, wow, video is just so much more work. It is. <laughs> it really is. Just getting every and then having all these like this whole production crew and everything. And um, what I realized in photography is it could just be you know like a one man show and you can um, create one picture to to do a whole thing you know like yeah. to, to tell a story you know, in one photo. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Instead of having to do a whole story in a video. Yeah. So that really appealed to me and I was like how can I do that and how can I push the boundaries of photography in you know 2015 2014 wherever I was and I was always trying to push myself even harder and harder and harder to get better um but it was all because of him taking that one well, class and then it's all because of you <laughs> yeah true. and your perseverance and your motivation to just uh say this is what I'm going to do and to teach yourself and to keep going with it because it I mean pursuing an art career is kind of like a scary thing oh yeah yeah definitely Especially it's not guaranteed fact you have like you have like a whole family and kids and bills and mm-hmm. house and yeah you know, and you're like oh i'm just gonna yeah i'm gonna be an artist now and you know if we don't make money and we live in a box on the street it's okay <laughs> we'll figure it out <laughs> yeah so you began modeling oh man it has been a terrifying experience <laughs> <laughs> um i I actually, uh, some of the things that I'm going through, especially with my fine art stuff, I, I model a lot from the fine art stuff that I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't really modeled uh, with any other photographer yet just because I'm uh, scared. <laughs> I'm a wimp. Don't be scared. Don't be scared. You're beautiful. Oh, thank you. Um, but I, yeah, I, I had a lot of friends uh, start telling me, hey, you know, you should be a model. You should try this, you know, and whatever. And I'm 5'1", so I can't do certain modeling. Like, I can't do, like, fashion runway or um, advertising modeling because they need girls with, like, longer legs. You and, don't you fit know, into, like, the typical 5'11". Exactly. I yeah, don't. Mold. But I also... I also wanted to kind of uh, show women that you don't have to be a certain requirement in order to be beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, so I wanted to really push that. And I think that's really important um, nowadays that everyone feels like they need to be, you know, a certain way just to be beautiful. And um, you don't. And um, beauty can come, th- you know, through any size and, and, you know, wherever you are in your life. Um, as long mm-hmm. as you, you know, start you know, thinking about yourself in a, in a more positive way and stuff. And, and I wanted to push that and encourage people. But I also wanted to um, use myself for certain pieces that, um, for certain things that I was going in mm-hmm. to just impact me a little more. So I, and, and also learn how to uh, pose. It, it just helps you all around. Like you learn, you learn how to pose models better. You learn how you're, what you're doing, you know, on the other side of the mm-hmm. camera and stuff yeah. like that, how, how I'm going to be able to generate emotion through there. Yeah. Um, so then I started doing that, and, um, you know, I, I already been in, like, three publications for um, my modeling for all my fine art uh, pieces, so it's going pretty good. That's so awesome. Far. Well, it sounds like a learning process, because, I mean, um, as a photographer, you're a, you're really a director. You're telling the model what to feel and what, what motion to give out, and so being on the other side is, like, you're in their shoes, and you can kind of give better direction, be a better du- better director yourself. Yeah, exactly, and be more easy on them because now I know on the other side how hard it is to yeah. get that pose right and get mm-hmm. that expression right and get that uh, feeling to because to, to, it's all one whole thing, you know. It's the wardrobe, it's the color of the photo, it's the feeling, 
Um, it's everything mm-hmm. that is going to create that photo. So um, the model plays a big role in it. So yeah, it's 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 starting to become easier for me to to be able to get them in that frame. It's kind of like acting in a way too. Because, yeah. Um, you know, instead of models just posing for a certain thing, I like more natural. Um, looking things because yeah. you know even if you're wearing clothes if you're walking down the street and it's natural especially in New York City mm-hmm. you know you're like damn I like that girl's outfit and she's not posing for you she's just walking down the block so mm-hmm. and it looks good you know because the clothes hang right on her and stuff like that so um, you know a natural it's, it's, kind of thing yeah yeah so it, and that's what's most appealing right now uh, to me so I started doing that but I'm still kind of afraid I got hit up by a couple of photographers asking me to shoot with them and I'm still <laughs> I'm still a little scared, so we'll see what's going to happen in the future for that. <laughs> I'm there with you, Michelle. I mean, I've been behind the camera for about eight or nine years right now doing mm-hmm. video photography, and it just, in the past year, I've I've started doing podcasts and being a host, and it's teaching me so much about the people that I direct. Like, I'm, I'm really learning how hard it is to be a podcast host, to be a host, to be talking, and... Um, I think we just have to get past that initial fear that we're not good enough and we right. can definitely do it. Right, exactly, exactly. That's the same thing with me. I'm used to being behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. And I guess when we were in high school, we were different. We were all loud and crazy. But yeah. <laughs> when you get older, <laughs> you're like, oh no, someone's looking at me. Yeah. You know, um, so, but I think practice is what we do because you're great at it now. So I, I think practice is, is how you get, um, you know, lose all your fears and everything. Mm-hmm. And so tell me a little more about your motto, fame is an illusion. Yeah, um, it is. It really is. It, it doesn't mean that because you're famous and you have money that you're going to have a good life. You know what I mean? Um, it also um, distracts people. Um, and, and they pretty much, uh, most of the uh, United States or, you know, other parts of the world focus on uh, famous people and things that are going on in famous media and just their private lives and then it's it's kind of like a way where we forget about you know real problems that are happening in mm-hmm. the world like people kids starving every day and wars yeah. going on all the time let's talk about your fundraiser okay so um my fundraiser is about uh foster kids so i was in foster care growing up and mm-hmm. um i wanted to be able to give them a voice um I w- especially for you know all the foster kids that have dreams when they get older that they feel like uh you know nothing is going to be able to be accomplished and they're so young and they have so much of this world to be able to accomplish those certain things once they get yeah. out of foster care mm-hmm. but then again they don't have parents to help them with um finances once they get out a lot of them get you know become homeless a lot of them, even in the foster care system, are mistreated, and um, they can't even find good homes for them because there are so many kids in foster care and so limited people. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to start a fundraiser um, for a couple of foster kids to raise their voice and have a documentary on it. Oh, cool. And then also, um, it's going to be based on their dreams, and I wanted to talk to them a little bit about their dreams and what they want to do, and then um, take photo shoots and, and create their dream for them for a day. So if someone wants to be like a rapper or whatever, Aww. you know, I'm going to take him in one of my friend's studios and he can create his own little album for the day and then I can shoot him. And then those um, images are going to be in a gallery and then people are going to um, pay for them and those proceeds are going to go to certificate deposits. So when they age out of foster care, they have money so it can help them because a lot of, um, you know, when I aged out, I didn't even get anything to help me through college, like everything I had to do on my own. So, I, wow. I you know, I kind of want to like push that out there. 
Yeah, um, definitely. And you're bringing it full circle. It sounds like that's kind of you learned from from your um, struggles as a, a foster kid. And now you're trying to give back and teach people that they can achieve whatever they want to achieve. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. And, you know, I think that uh, that'll help them because if I have the ability to, then why not? Right. Yeah, definitely. Well, is there anything else you wanted to talk about? I have some, you know, that's one of my upcoming projects that I'm doing, and then hopefully I'm going to get some more stuff in my galleries. Um, I'm trying to get some uh, gallery openings in Los Angeles and uh, Venice, wow. California, um, and then also in Santa Fe, New Mexico, mm-hmm. um, just for my fine art stuff, just to get my fine art stuff out there a little bit more, um, which would yeah. be nice. And that's another lesson from Michelle. I mean, you're you're definitely proof that you don't have to be in New York City or in Los Angeles to make art and to be successful exactly exactly mm-hmm. you could really be anywhere um you just really need to um not just focus on the art side of it but on how you're going to be able to make money and survive as an artist and it's really those things have to come hand in hand do you have any tips for for someone trying to uh make money off of their art because we all need to eat <laughs> yeah yeah of course um <laughs> i would say you know, just really keep your eyes and mind open. It's okay, like, it's okay to have a part-time job and mm-hmm. uh, still be able to do um, what you want. And make sure that this is exactly what you want and you're driven to do it. Because the drive is what is going to give you possibilities and meet new people and, mm-hmm. um, you know, take you to places you never even imagined being. Um, and then, you know, for editorials, I have a tutorial on how they taught you, you know, how we teach um, in Photoshop how to create things. Um, but then also it shows you how to submit to editorial magazines, and you could do that. And the more you get out there, the more people will notice you and offer you certain things. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there's that. Um, and then I'm going to be coming out with a lot more tutorials on how to do certain things, not just when it comes to the photography side, but the business side and the inspiration. Mm-hmm. So it can help inspire other people. Um, and then, yeah, just keep on looking for certain things. Keep on getting different photography jobs, even if it's not what you want. Like you're a fashion photographer and you have to do weddings or, or whatever, but every single different job that I've ever had, I've done schools and kids and weddings and all mm-hmm. this, they all taught me different aspects of uh, photography and, and I use them still to this day. So they're really beneficial for you and they, they yeah. give you a paycheck. So if you want to be a photographer, take photos pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Take photos and find companies that are, are willing to hire you just starting out to teach you. Yeah. There are a lot that, that will do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you can still get paid for it, you know, and, um, you know, find different ways to make money, uh, go online and do research, network with people. Mm-hmm. And, um, and it's it, the drive really, that's going to get you somewhere. If you have the drive and you don't give up, then you're going to, you're going to eventually make it. There is no, um, not trying hard for something for such a long time and then not seeing any results. In anything you do, you're going to see results if you work hard. That's great. Well, we'll end on that. That's amazing. Thank you. Uh, You can take a look at Michelle's photography, modeling, and her fine art at michelleengberg.com. For more creative tips,